You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 88 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. <laughs> and I'm Caitlin. <laughs> Why are you, you were very gentle with that? <laughs> well, I was trying to give it a few seconds before I started speaking because I knew it, the computer was going to like rock and it was going to make a noise. So I was trying to be cautious. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yes. Um, 88. Know, 88. That's, that's insane that's to nice. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually more than that with our mini episodes, but like 88 regular episodes... We've been doing this 88 times now. There's <laughs> a lot of ghosty shit out there. You know, and I, I always say, I think kind of one of our fears, and we've talked about this too, is that like, what do we do if we run out of things to talk about? I don't think we're ever going to run out of things. No, I don't I don't think there's going to be any shortage of ghosts no. ever. <laughs> um, no, I, I feel like every time I sit down and I maybe don't know what I'm going to research, like something just kind of comes to me and it just opens up. Like a can of whoop ass and Pandora's box. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like we podcast in Pandora's box yes. <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, oh for sure. And yeah. there's always aliens. There's always aliens. I can always talk about aliens. Yeah, always aliens. Always weird shit happening. Yep. It's crazy, and it, it's weird to be doing this because I know we had a, a week off in between. Yeah, with our <laughs> technical, technical difficulties. <laughs> and you can't see it, but I'm shaking my head because. <laughs> You know what? I feel like when you get really confident, that's when the technology gods, like, humble your ass a little bit. And yeah. that's what happened. We just gave up, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> it was a week. <laughs> We've been having internet issues, and yeah. it's just, it's a shit show, <laughs> as usual. Typical. Yeah. I love knows. that we're both ghouling out today. You've got your ghoul friend shirt on. I, I got do. got my ghoul friend's mug. Yeah. We got oh, our cool. stuff yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We got some new merch. Yep. You got the mug, and then I got the notebook. Yep. Yeah. And they look great. Yeah, so I'm excited. Good stuff. What else we got going on? It's been a week. It's been a week. We got some bikes. We did. We decided to get bikes. I think the the neighborhood we live in is very... um, There's a lot of, like, quiet streets, and it's we always see people on bikes. It's, like, all the time. They just own the road. And I was like, sometimes I get pissed, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to own the road now. (laughs) I'm going to do it, too. So, yeah, we looked at bikes. You found, like, the deal of the century on the bikes because bikes are expensive. Did not realize that. They are expensive. Yeah. Um, we went to, or I went to Played Against Sports, um, which obviously mm-hmm. is used bikes, but they're yeah. perfect. They look brand new and work well, and they were, like, half the price, so. Yeah, and I have to say, I don't remember the last time I rode a bike. I think it was maybe in college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had been a long time since I rode a bike. Yeah. Did you, how old were you when you learned to ride a bike, would you say? Oh, I was little. Yeah, same. Yeah. That's why I have that huge scar on my leg. Oh. Because I fell off my bike and, like, hit the chain or something and, like, ripped half of my leg off. Oh, fair. Yeah. Fair. I feel like, too, where you grew up, it'd be really difficult to learn how to ride a bike because it's so hilly. Yeah. Well, we had our driveway. Yeah. So we pretty much stuck to the driveway or went down a really huge hill. Yeah. You don't take it on a scooter. Right. You break arm. <laughs> Caitlin can tell you that <laughs> indefinitely. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we loved it. We'd go up to mm-hmm. usually my grandmother's house mm-hmm. and ride down the hill. Oh, um, yeah. Fast. yeah. Sure, that's a pretty big hill. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, when we got the bikes and then we were trying them out, I was like, oh my God, if I've like somehow forgotten how to ride a bike. <laughs> like, 
no. I'm going to crawl under a rock and cry. But yeah. it was um, it was good. It, it's the weather right now is really nice. Yeah, it's like 60s to 70s with like no humidity, so it's the perfect time. This is my favorite part of living in Charleston. Is like this season, this and fall. This is like our mini spring before summer comes. Yeah, because then it's gonna all of a sudden just smack us in the face, and it's gonna be 100 degrees, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be pissed. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> I'm bracing for that. It comes quicker than we want. Not always. Yeah. Let's see. Anything else going on that we need to talk about? I don't think so. We're boring. We're (laughs) We're boring boring. people. (laughs) As usual. Yes. Yeah. I think that's it. I think so, too. Um, Okay. We'll do... do, do, (laughs) (laughs) You go first. I was going to rock, paper, scissors. Okay. All right. All right. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Rock, paper, paper scissors, shoot. Okay. <laughs> okay. We literally did, did the, the same ones like three times. Damn it. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. What are you going to be talking about? Um, I've got two different... Um, did we have a theme or did we just... Go? You had a theme. I went with a different theme because I didn't like your theme. Yeah, so. you just did your own thing. I, <laughs> um, I went to New York City. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've never really been to New York. I've been through New York City. I'll say we've driven through it many times Yes, now. I have. I'm a master at the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> I forget which move it was. I think we were moving to Massachusetts from Virginia. When I almost... When you took us down, like, the, the exit of death. <laughs> yes, that was moving from Virginia to Massachusetts. Caitlin, like, cuts off a bus and to get off <laughs> on this exit. But the exit, I swear to God, went straight down. It was, like, this massive hill and, like, legit had my foot up on the dash, <laughs> like, trying to, like... Put a cat in your arms. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, we are going to die. I did not want to miss that turn because I don't know New York City. And I didn't yeah. want to get lost. No, you made the turn. We almost died in the process, but we survived. But did you die? <laughs> no, I did not. I got close, but no. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So you're doing really New York City. Fun memory. <laughs> yes, New York City. Um, and you have heard of this um, one before. Mm-hmm. It's the Morris Jamel Mansion. Yeah, they did this one on Holzer Files. Yes. Yes. Haunted AF. Haunt, yeah. Just going to warn you. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, so it is in Manhattan. Uh, it was built in 1765, and it is actually the oldest house in New York City. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. So, it was built as a summer home for British Colonel Roger Morris. Okay. Um, he had a wife and a few children, mm-hmm. and it was on 135 acres of land. That's that's a lot of land. That is. Especially in New York City. You think of, like... How tight it is now. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently it wasn't so back then. <laughs> um, it had a lot of animals and crops. Mm-hmm. Um, just... Yeah. Farmland. It's interesting to think of New York City as farmland. Yep. Like, that's kind of a weird picture to paint. Yeah, it yeah. kind of is. It's odd. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it earned a name of Mount Morris because okay. it was the highest point in Manhattan. And you can actually see New Jersey, Connecticut, and all of the New York Harbor from oh. the tunnels. Like, yeah. Mount. Mount. <laughs> okay. Um, so, that seems pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and they used it as their summer home. So okay. I wish we had a summer home. I know. You bougie when you got a summer home. <laughs> like This is the summer, winter, and spring, and fall home. Yes, pretty much. This is the 24, 365 so, home. Home. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so they stayed there for the summers until the start of the American Revolutionary War in 1776. Okay. Um, they abandoned the home and got the fuck out of Dodge. As most people were doing at the yes. time. Yeah, sure. Uh, fun fact, General George Washington and some of his officers stayed in the house and made it their headquarters 
from September 14th to October 21st. Okay. Um, being so high up on the hill, it was pretty good for that. They could keep an eye out. And yeah, see good lookout point. Up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. that actually happened. Mm-hmm. And the old GW declared victory on September 16th which was named the Battle of Harlem Heights. Okay. Uh, so they saw these people coming up, and they whooped ass. Yeah, they opened a can of whoop they ass on them. They opened a can of whoop ass. Um, so they eventually were forced to retreat, mm-hmm. and they went to White Plains, New York, and the house was used as headquarters for both British and uh, uh, Haitian armies. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but... Uh, it's Haitian, like, from Haiti? I don't know. No, I think it's H-E-S-S-I-N. Hessian? Hessian? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Should have done some research yeah, on that. <laughs> not sure about that one. Shit show. Okay. Unfortunately, the next year, the mansion was confiscated by the state of New York and had to be sold to cover the war debts. Okay. So, it kind of passed hands a bunch through the wars. Sure. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the house was then eventually turned into a tavern where okay. it held a dinner for then-President George Washington hmm. in 1970. The tavern was actually unsuccessful and was shut down, and the house was abandoned until 1810. Um, the house passed owners a few times, and then eventually became a museum in 1970. Sorry, I got snot everywhere. Um, when you were talking about it becoming a, a tavern, was it 1790? You said 1970 for George Washington. <laughs> I just want to make sure. So, no. Oh, maybe I'm. I think I misheard you. Then sorry. No, I said 1970. But gotcha. Not right. Is it? Yeah, it is. Okay, sorry. I'm not trying to confuse you. I'm just... No. The the museum became a house in 1970. Maybe it was 1870? Maybe. Oh. Okay. Just Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. They're all like, why don't y'all just go Google it? <laughs> Typo! Okay, so, yeah. Let's... We're moving on. <laughs> We're in the past. I don't, I, don't, I don't have that strength. Okay. All right. So there was a lot of war and kind of bad juju around the house. I mean, sure, bad energy. Just yeah, um, and things kind of seemed to escalate in the house mm-hmm. um, after a maid completed suicide on the third floor. Okay. And a lot of the furniture there is still original to the house. Ooh, from, I Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew you were gonna like that one. Um, from the original build in 1765. Okay. So, I mean, there's just old things in there, uh, kind of holding some residual energy, I yeah. think. Just not, just, just getting yeah, creepy vibe. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, setting the scene. Yeah. Um, so, what kind of happens? A lot of the typical poltergeist things, doors, lights, um, but there's also a lot of sightings of soldiers okay. marching in and around the house. Sure. Which I feel like we see a lot with, mm-hmm. like, war. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, though, the maid mm-hmm. likes to hang out on the third floor. Okay. And she likes to scare the shit out of people. Oh, She okay. kind of jumps out at you, and you Ooh. see her, and yeah, kind of like runs down the hall, runs down oh. the stairs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. No, thank you. Scary-ass ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's said that she apparently jumped out at a woman in the house, and the woman got so scared she died of a heart attack. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Nuts. I would probably just pee myself. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That was your mom telling us the other day about... Because our neighbors have chickens. I think we've talked about them before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just love watching the They're chickens. They're cute, yeah. And so we were like, one day, like, let's get some chickens. chickens. Until your mom told us a story about 
literally oh, grabbing yeah. an egg from a chicken coop one time and had a snake wrapped around her arm because mm. obviously snakes like eggs. <laughs> and so we said, I have no more chickens. And I was like, what did you do? She goes, after I was done defecating. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I would probably do the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Snakes or ghosts, I will probably poop. Yeah, <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. <laughs> it's lighter fight or poop. <laughs> <laughs> Pick your poison. <laughs> oh, God. That was it. That's all I got. <laughs> Fair enough. That is... that. I remember them covering that on Holzer Files. Yeah. And it was creepy. I mean, a lot of investigators obviously have investigated the house. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's screams and just not... Yeah. Nothing good. Not a not a friendly ghost. Casper's not up in there. Yeah, and you can can you like take tours of it today or yeah? Like, well, it's okay. a museum. Oh, that's right. You yeah. Said that. okay. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I think okay. it's actually close due to COVID, but probably. I gotcha. As, uh, everything else is as the world is. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good one. Thank you. I remember that that like jogged my memory from um, Holter Files. So you ready for mine? Sorry, I was just pounding the cry. <laughs> you ready for mine? I've yeah. got. Um, I think I've actually got two. I have two, too. I have one more after it. Oh, okay. Perfect. All right. So for mine, it, we do kind of have a little thing because you went to New York City and I went to New Orleans. So the new. The new. The new is the uh, theme here. Got it. So um, I love New Orleans. And honestly, I don't think we've done an episode on it since like the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was a good time maybe to go back. Sure. Um, because it's really high on my travel list and I really want to just get on an airplane and go anywhere right now. Seriously. So um, I want to walk down the aisle. I want to buy overpriced airport food. <laughs> I never thought I'd miss it, but I do. I know. Um, yeah. So once we can travel again, this is on. This is where we're going. Bucket list. Yeah. Yes. So uh, New Orleans has no shortage of uh, ghosts for sure. But I came across something that kind of like spoke to my nerdy sense, but also uh, like ghosty sense. Okay. Um, and it's interesting because if y'all know me, you know I love medical history just because I grew up in a very medical family. Um, so I looked up and found the New Orleans Pharmacy Museum. Ooh. And you're like, wow, like the like Smithsonian of Rite Aid. Great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The ye old Walgreens. <laughs> right. Exactly. But it actually has a really, really interesting history. Okay. Um, and it's haunted. So I thought, like, perfect. There you go. So the New Orleans Pharmacy Museum, it's located at 514 uh, Chartres Street. Charcuterie Street? Charcuterie Street, yep. Um, and what it is, it's a former pharmacy that belonged to a man named uh, Louis J. Defino Jr. And he's important because he's America's first licensed pharmacist. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, good good for you, sir. Yeah. So, to give you some background on this and kind of what I'm going to be talking about, in the 19th century, um, really, it was a time of medical innovation. We were discovering a lot of things that have evolved into what we use now. Sure. For example, um, germ theory was discovered in this time. Um, anesthesia was pioneered. I'm like, woof. Like, That's this, scary. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just basically they put a, you know, rag in your mouth and hit you on the back of the head to knock you unconscious. <laughs> but, um, yeah, a lot of things were happening. And with all of these discoveries, um, people realized they needed a place to buy these supplies right. and things. And that's kind of where apothecaries come from, mm-hmm. which is the pre-pharmacy. Um, and really during this time, they kind of said, you know, hey, if we're going to, you know, be discovering all this stuff, we kind of need to get our shit together. Like, 
we can't just be throwing cocaine out for every little <laughs> headache, which it's terrifying that they use they that did, as yeah. a medicine back then. <laughs> um, but they kind of decided, like, we need to have a standard practice of how things work. Sure. Um, the other thing about this was that New Orleans specifically was a huge trade hub at the time, obviously, with a water location. You have a lot of ships coming in and out. Um, had a high uh, amount of immigrants coming in, but this also meant that there was a lot of disease ravaging the city at mm-hmm. this time. Um, yellow fever was a huge one, and without knowing how to treat it, it just kind of went rampant through the city. It actually killed Dufino's brother, oh. so I think that was part of his motivation for going into medicine. But he also was an immigrant, so um, he was French, as most uh, you know. New Orleans has a huge French background. He studied at the College of Pharmacy in Paris, but he moved to New Orleans in 1800. Okay. Um, This is kind of interesting. He discovered, I think it was pronounced quinine. It's found in the bark of a Peruvian tree. was really helpful in helping to treat yellow fever. Hmm. Um, And cocaine. And cocaine, yeah, you know. (laughs) Uh, And the other thing to realize, too, is at this time, pretty much doctors and pharmacists were, like, kind of the same thing. Um, pharmacists had almost as high a level of training and it was, uh, you know, now we think of pharmacies as you go to the doctor, they prescribe something, you give that to the pharmacist to dispense. Right. But at this time they kind of didn't have the doctor part. You just went into the pharmacist and said, Hey, I have a really bad headache. What do I do? And they would just use their knowledge to give you something. So they kind of were doing the same job. Pharmacy is actually like so hard. I mean, you're a doctor and like, you have to know everything. Yeah. Um, obviously, I call in a lot of prescriptions, and some of them, mm-hmm. like magic mouthwash, for example, like mm-hmm. there's like a breakdown, and they, they make it, like they make the drug, they mix it together, and like that's what it is. That's insane. Yeah. To it's know not like you just get a pill bottle. Right. Dump them in, you know? Like, yeah. You have to know. You have to know side effects. You have to know. I couldn't even imagine. Well, right. Having to know all of that. I imagine that's a pretty common misconception that people think, oh, like you have to go to school because you open a bottle of pills and pour them out. Oh, like, no. It's crazy. (laughs) Didn't you take, don't you have to take some kind of pharmacological course in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had to take pharmacology, and that was probably one of the hardest classes I've ever taken. Is that just like understanding, like. Medicine. Like dosages and Mm -hmm. interactions and see the science? I was like, uh, ah, no. And I had to know, like, all of the. Greek terms for, like... Yeah. It was another language. It was awful. Yeah. And it was one of the hardest professors ever. Mm. Yeah. No. Kraus. <laughs> Said it with such disdain. <laughs> oh, it was awful. <laughs> Thank God I never had to take any science courses, because I not, I would not have done well. Yeah. That's for like sure. That's math. Is that, like... Does pharmacology have any, like, organic, like, chem in it, or is it just... Like, is there any, like, inner, like... At, like, do, are they related or? Um, I think maybe a little bit. Mm. I gotcha. Don't make me really. Okay, <laughs> I won't make you. I won't trigger your memories. Like, <laughs> They're like twitching. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, all this to say that you know, obviously, pharmacists do have a very, a very important and difficult job. Yeah. And they go through a lot of training to do it. Um, this is kind of where it begins. So, anyone who's a pharmacist, you're welcome because this is how it all started. Yep. Um, so I was talking about the fact that Dufino um, discovered that compound, quinine, that was useful in treating yellow fever. Um, he used this to actually save a lot of people in his community. So he was kind of well good. respected. Yeah. yeah. So this led to him opening his own pharmacy in 1823. And this is what the Pharmacy Museum is. Okay. Um, here's a really fun fact. Did you know that soda was originally thought of as um, kind of like an elixir or a medicine? Soda pop. 
Um, no, that's weird. Well, Coca-Cola used to have Coke in it, so... Well, you know, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it, at the time it was thought to help cure things, and this is literally where the soda industry begins, so you're welcome, that's Pepsi weird. and Coca-Cola. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, and... Got in, a headache, <laughs> drink a Coke. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I am a slut for Diet Coke. A fountain Diet Coke. A though. fountain. Fountain soda hits different. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's actually a reason that McDonald's soda tastes so much better yeah they have big thick straws and apparently the pipe that it goes through, through yeah is metal and usually they're just like plastic oh. and it gives it that zing spicy taste and it's ice cold and oh it hits so it good. slaps hard it hits so good it sometimes does. we literally just go to mcdonald's for a fountain soda just, yeah sometimes you just need it just need a fountain just got to get that hit literally it's on <laughs> amazon for like 12 when that stimmy check hits, we're not buying a fountain soda machine. <laughs> Jesus, I might do it. I might do it. I, I did, did it. it. Oh my god! If I walk in and there's a fountain soda machine sitting in our living room, we're going to have to talk. How big is it? Like, is it? It's like maybe like a I think a microwave. Okay. It's got two only two like little dispensers. Yeah. Well, sure. Fair enough. Well, you don't. It's, I'm gonna keep it interesting. I'm gonna let you just wonder about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll just keep wondering. Um, well, it's funny you were talking about like the pipes that it comes through, like yeah. the fountain soda, because um, the pharmacy actually had these pipes. Like they had a fountain soda machine. Um, they are in such good condition that you could actually use them today, except for the fact that the pipes are lead. So. Let us know when. So yeah, that's a really I found that kind of weird and yeah. interesting. Um, so yeah, he's got his uh, you know pharmacy going, but also in 1804, so a little bit before the pharmacy opened, the governor at the time, Governor Claiborne, passed a law that required pharmacists to pass a three-hour oral board exam. So this is kind of the beginning of standardization. In 1816, Dufino Jr. became the first person to pass the exam, which made his pharmacy technically the first legal pharmacy and him the first legal pharmacist. Nice. So that's where it comes from. Um, so he ran that for a long time. In 1855, he decided to return back to France, and that's unfortunately where he passed away. Okay. Um, Just like old age or? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, so... You know, obviously, you need someone to run the pharmacy with this happening. Uh-huh. Um, so that kind of takes us to the second part. And, you know, I said it, there are ghosts here. And, um, you know, overall, Dufino Jr. struck me as a uh, very determined, very dedicated person to helping their community. Well, once he died, a man named Dr. James Dupas took over the pharmacy. Okay. Now, I wish I could say he was as ethical and wonderful as you know, Dufino Jr. was, but he was actually a big bag of shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So he instead used the pharmacy to begin conducting unsanctioned and unethical medical experiments. And he would use dangerous combinations of medicine and addictive substances like cocaine on patients who... Oh, good. Unethically. Like, not, not at all approved, not at all consented to... That's shady. It gets worse. Shay Sheila. What did dad call it the other day? Shady Sadie? No, I call it Shady Sadie. He said, um, sneaky Sheila. Sneaky Sheila. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't even, like, rhyme. What? That's right. He tried, bless his heart. He tries to keep mm. up with us. That's cute. <laughs> it is. Um, so, yeah, he, Dupas also conducted medical experiments on pregnant slave women, slave women, excuse me, 
and often provided them with, um, I'm assuming, medications that were similar to to induce, like, abortions. Unfortunately, obviously, with not having any knowledge of this or dosages, this very commonly killed mother and child. So it's just, it's awful. Um, He thought, and he obviously, when you have a lot of deaths going on, he had to have a secret doorway installed installed to dispose of the bodies because the idea is that he didn't want anyone to know what was happening. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. And this went on for a decade. Oh. Until he died. Well, karma's a bitch because he died of syphilis <laughs> in 1867, <laughs> so it got him. Um, and after he He's died... He being a little sneaky Sheila. <laughs> you mean a shady Sadie indeed. Um, it was only after he died that uh, victim remains were found in the courtyard of the, of the pharmacy. Okay. So, unfortunately, you know, he didn't get, uh, he wasn't served justice in this case, but the syphilis kind of got him in the end. Um, but instead, speaking of a shady Sadie, here comes one <laughs> strolling in. Um, yeah, so a lot of death, a lot of um, unethical things happening. And that's unfortunate because, the, you know, Dufino Jr. had such a high reputation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about the hauntings. Okay. Is it still a museum today? Yeah. You can, you can go, you can go it. see it. Yep. Nice. It's on my list if we go. I yeah. really want to go see this. Um, it's funny too, the guy that runs it is actually a descendant of Defino Juniors. Oh, cool. So it's like kind of in the family still. Yeah. It looks really, really interesting. That's like awesome. you can see the original compounds, you can see the medical instruments. Um, yeah. So a, a fun time. If you've been, please let us know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the ghosts. There's often a ghost scene. He's a short man with a mustache wearing a brown suit and a lab coat. Um, And he's known to shove people around the stairs. And he often sets off the security alarms. I think this is Dupas. I think that's who this is because he's a very angry spirit. Yeah. Um, Another thing is that on the second floor of the museum, women often feel sick. This is where a lot of Mm. medical experiments were being performed. Um, and then a female is often spotted when you're on the second floor and looking down into the courtyard by the fountain. And you can look at pictures of this to see what I'm talking about. Fountain. Not a soda. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a soda in this case. <laughs> Just a fountain. But she's often seen out there and people will ask, like, well, who is that? And they yeah. turn around and she's gone. Mm. She's never been really identified, but it's assumed she may have been one of his victims that okay. was buried in that courtyard. Ugh. So... That is the pharmacy museum Jeez, in New Orleans. That's cool. Though. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, not awesome. Sort of awesome. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not because Dupas was a big D- old yeah, he was sex a shit. Yeah. Douchey Dupas. <laughs> Doctor Douchebag. <laughs> Doctor Douchebag. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Okay, good one. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want to do your next one? Sure. All right. What you got? Four going fat. Is that a bruise? Probably you run into everything. Oh, yeah, hers. That's a bruise. Is it a bruise? Okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so we're going back to New York City. Okay. This is 57th West, 57th Street. That must get so confusing. Like, how the fuck do you know where you're going? (laughs) I don't know. I don't either. Um, So that's... That's literally where we're going. Okay. And in 1922, a man named Albert Champion... Um, who was a professional cyclist. Okay. And also, fun fact, the inventor of the old spark plug. What? That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, he was rich. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he was a professional cyclist. Which yeah. I mean, he probably made money doing that. And spark plugs are kind of a big deal. Yeah, so they are. Yeah. Lots of him money. making some money. He made some money. Uh, a lot of money. 
and he met a woman named Edna Crawford, who was mm. apparently, like, just disgustingly younger than him. Like, I couldn't find an age difference, but she yeah. hella young, and he was hella old. I think of whenever you see Edna, wasn't that the, like, lady from Monsters, Inc., the one that's, like, got the glasses? Mike Wazowski! Mike Wazowski! Was that her name? I think it might be. I think it was. That's just what I made me think of. That's, that's also a very funny movie. That is a funny movie. I like that a lot. Okay. Well, now <laughs> she's just going to look like Edna the Slug from She Wolf married Wolf. the Spack Plug Man. <laughs> I can't believe you're doing that. For everyone to listen to. Y'all knew we were weird. I mean, there's nothing Oh, Kitty looks so cute right now. Do you see her? Oh, she's just looking she's out a the window. She's a spark plug. She is. And she's a squirrel up there. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, back to <laughs> <laughs> anyways, old Edna. Edna uh, was a lot younger than he was. Okay. Um, but they were together for a few years. Yeah. And in 1927. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were sneezing. No, just just fix them. Just adjusting. Adjusting. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they met in 1922. In 1927, while in Paris, Edna was being a shady Sheila and got a little too cozy with a guy named Charles. Okay. So this pissed Albert off. Naturally. (laughs) um, They get in a pretty big fight, like physical altercation. And Charlie punched Albert like pretty hard, I guess, in the back of the head. Oh. Um, They fought. It kind of just fizzled. Mm -hmm. And he went back to his room. Okay. Apparently that night, Albert died of apparent heart failure. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little shady. Yeah. But... uh, they quickly kind of just said, oh, that was heart failure. They never investigated the fight. Mm-hmm. They never investigated yeah. the death. It yeah. was kind of like... Swept hmm. under the rug. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Shady Sheila, Edna, inherited <laughs> $12 million. <laughs> she, she rich now. And, yep. And what did she do? She brought her little French baguette Charlie back home with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so, he leaves Paris with her, and they come back to the United States. Okay. And Bought a penthouse apartment. Okay. And you guessed it. It's 57th West 57th Street. Yes. That's such a mouthful. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So what was underneath the penthouse? Mm -hmm. um, It was a medical office used to uh, house the mentally ill. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm not going to go into detail. We know what happens in these places around that time. It's It's really good. Not good. just a lot of abuse, a lot of yes, uh-huh. unethical treatments. It was. Um, so we're gonna kind of jump forward a little bit. One night, Charlie beat Edna to death with a telephone. Um, and you have to think about it too for the time. Like a phone's pretty big. Yeah, it's right? not your iPhone. You get beat to death with an iPhone. <laughs> I mean, those back then clunky, heavy phones. I yeah. Mean, so yeah. Realistic, yeah. Um, and apparently she had a bodyguard, and she he tried to stop him, and he was too late, and the bodyguard ended up throwing Charlie off the balcony, oh. and they were 19 stories up. Ooh, that's so a far way to fall. long drop, and he went straight to the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, after that, the building was emptied out and mm-hmm. was abandoned for a few years. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> I lost my strength. Oh. <laughs> um, 
After a few years, a man named Carlton Allsop and his wife moved in to the penthouse. Okay. Something kind of weird happened. Their dogs refused to go into the apartment. Like, would not go in there. Trust show pets, people. (laughs) Well, and this apparently was so bad, Mm -hmm. and the guy, um, Alton, was... Or Alsop mm-hmm. was like, it's fine. Just drag him in. It's going to be fine. The wife oh. ended up leaving with good, the dogs. Good for her. Yes. And they got divorced. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so Carlton Alsop stays in this penthouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of always felt like he was being watched. He yeah. was kind of uneasy. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of, I said he always had this uneasy feeling. He would try to have parties, liven up the, you know, mood, juju in the there. Vibe. But people also like said they just kind of had weird feelings in the house and yeah. feel good. Um, and the uh, medical offices opened back up as well when he moved in. Oh, okay. And they kind of still had the same thing happening, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, people started feeling sick to their stomachs in the house. Mm. Like it got so bad. And apparently it was kind of driving... Carlton kind of crazy. Just crazy. Okay. He actually checked himself into the hospital a few floors down. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Dang. Um, and apparently he stayed there for a few weeks, and when he was released, he wouldn't even go back upstairs. Oh, just refused. He just refused and just didn't even sell the house. And they yeah. said like it's in a really nice area. It's like you can a, make a lot of money off. Of yeah. It. Mm-hmm. He just up and left, and he said, "Nope, I am done." Um. So. Then that penthouse stayed empty. Yeah. And crazy part is they've tried to sell it or to rent it, but nobody wants to stay there because the feeling is so heavy and Mm. so just bad. Yeah. The only thing that's happened there since was in 2011. There was an art gallery there shortly, but that... Quickly closed. Okay. Yep. And it's empty now. And apparently it's in like one of the high end, like really nice areas of New York has a great view, but it stays empty because... Because no one can stay there. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh. I had never heard that story before. That was a new one. Good. Yeah. Bringing it straight to your ear holes. Yeah. I appreciate it. No problem. I've got so much snot right now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Allergies, probably. Our cars are covered in pollen. Both of our cars are white, and right now they've turned a shade of yellow. So. Sorry. I'm it's just... probably allergies. Yeah. That's my guess, too. Um, All right. You ready for my last one? Yes. So this is a short one, um, but this is still in New Orleans. Um, I'm going to talk about Charity Hospital. Okay. So Charity Hospital was opened on May 10th of 1736, and it was opened uh, with funding from a grant that was given by a shipbuilder. His name was Jean-Louis. It was originally located in the French Quarter and was called the Hospital of St. John. And there's a much more in-depth history of this. You can look it up. But the hospital... You Google it. Yeah, you Google it. (laughs) The hospital location moved at least six times due to many different reasons. Um, There were fires. There were epidemics that caused, you know, they were just too crowded. They needed to be in a bigger space. Um, In 1991, so it's been in operation, like, all this time, the hospital began operating under the Louisiana Healthcare Authority. And this kind of helped to like keep it in one place. Mm -hmm. Um, But it suffered massive flooding during Katrina. Hurricane Katrina is what I'm referencing. And at that time, it meant that two area hospitals had to step in to provide care to the community. Um, Now to understand, I mean, if you don't know, or you're maybe outside of the U.S., Hurricane Katrina was an absolute devastation to New Orleans. Um, My mom said that when they went and you saw the houses, you could still see, they would um, like you spray paint and you would see like, 
X's on houses, meaning mm-hmm. like houses that have been cleared. And then they had like spray painted the water line, like where, how high the water got. And oh, I mean, wow. it's insane. Yeah. So obviously with all this flooding, they had to evacuate the hospital really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean so fast that like they did not pack anything up. They took patients and left. There's still like pictures up in patients' rooms. There is still coffee cups sitting on counters. Like mm-hmm. medical equipment is still in there. It is literally, they just had to leave. Just, yeah. Um, so it kind of seems people say like it's frozen in time mm-hmm. because it never was able to reopen, I think, just due to trying to recover after the hurricane. So it's been abandoned since 2005. Oh, wow. Um, and there aren't any like real big hauntings that I could find. But people do say, mind you, this building has no power, that they see patient rooms light up at night. Ooh. And you can there are pictures of this if you look it up. Um, or you will see like lights. It's almost like patients are still there and, you know, maybe those are patients that passed away right. in the hospital that are just still hanging around, but it's kind of eerie cause it's a huge ass building. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, um, and there's pictures people have put up where it's like completely dark, but you'll see like one light on Ooh. weird, right? It's weird. Yeah. Nice. So charity hospital, man, it's some weird stuff. I feel like all hospitals are haunted. They've got to be. My mom has said that so many times. Yep. She said um, she would, it wasn't, I think it was the hospital that they had like, this was back in the day, they had like a boom box that they would play music on. Yeah. Fun fact, a lot of doctors listen to music during, while they're doing surgery. Yeah. But um, she said a lot of times at night they would hear the boom box turn itself on. Like, <laughs> what? Just picturing like Gabby doing surgery, not that she would do surgery. <laughs> the music that she listens to. <laughs> My sister's treating you ever, and I won't say what she's doing, but um, she will be listening to Megan the Stallion while she is saving your life. I'm sorry, Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> you can just know that, like, body is going to be playing while you are on. Body, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> I hope she listens to this. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, hospitals, I think, are just a natural yeah. hot spot for it. I think so, too. Yeah. Did something happen with the boomboxes? Did they just, like, turn on? Yeah, they would turn on, she said. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the curtains would move on their own. Lights would flicker. Um, she said, weirdly, the, like, actual morgue part was a pretty peaceful place. Like, not much going on down there. Nope. Just, like, kind of up in the hospital, which would make sense. I mean, that's where someone died. Right. Um, yeah. I keep saying it, but we really do need to have her. On an episode, because she has so many stories. But yeah, that is Charity Hospital. Nice. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And here comes Shady Sadie indeed. Yep. Kitty. At least you came at the end of the episode. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yep. We're back. We're back. Sorry. (laughs) We're hopefully not going to have any more technical difficulties, but who knows. Um, We'll find out tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see when I try to upload this, if it works. Yep. Yeah. Any final things we want to talk about before we wrap it up? I don't think so. I think okay. we nothing want to go for a little bike ride. Yeah, it's nice. We should. Or a bell. Ding, ding, ding. Beep <laughs> it, everybody. Get out of my way. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. All right. Come visit me on Facebook. Yeah. Go see Caitlin on Facebook. Send me some animal pics. Yes. And also find merch. Yep. At ghoulfriendspod. Mm-hmm dot mm-hmm. redbubble.com yes and we just got some new merch and it's pretty it looks great. great so yeah go check it out they have a ton of stuff you can order yeah um you can come see us on instagram at ghoul friends podcast you can find us on twitter at ghoul underscore friends and if you have a listener story or just want to email us you can do that at ghoul friends podcast at gmail.com 
job. Thank you. <laughs> That's always a mouthful. <laughs> it just kind of like is like honestly muscle memory by yeah. the end of it. Um, well, we've done yeah. it 88 times. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we've done a lot of this 88 times now. Yes. All right. Well, any final words? Mm. Patriots resign Cam Newton. <laughs> just not sure how I feel about it. We're still processing that. We are. Yes. That's my final thought. Okay. We'll leave them with that. Then. Poop. poop. <laughs> Fight, flight, or poop. <laughs> All right. Well, for now, we hope you have a safe and spooky week. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your cool friends. Go get you a fountain soda. <laughs> or poop. Or poop. <laughs>